0: Welcome to the Light and Free Podcast. I'm your host, Patricia, an energetic female empowerment coach, mentor, and entrepreneur who believes in radical self-acceptance as the foundation to activate our full power and turn our dreams into reality. When we remember and embrace who we truly are at our core, we unleash an infinite power deep within us and rise into our natural state of happiness and abundance. This podcast is for you to inspire, remind, motivate, and empower you to step into your greatness too, become your most unstoppable, authentic, and happy self, and actually create a life beyond your dreams. Let's go. I think we're live on Facebook. Let me just hit the recording button over here. Yes, I think we're good. So we're already in a good energy here, Laura and I. Um, how are you guys liking the summit so far? I feel it's totally incredible. Like how the energy is up, and also like how all the speakers' topics perfectly fit into fit, fit into each other. It all comes down to to a certain core here but I'm not talking too much about that. We have here our next speaker, which is Laura Patricia Morton. I'm so happy to have you. Welcome, Laura, to the summit. Thank you so much for having me. And I, like we were talking about earlier, it's like when that universal
1: alignment and everything comes into place, it's always, it's always such a fulfilling feeling, you know? Exactly,
0: <laughs> exactly. So before we start, just, um, I would love to hear from where in the world are you tuning into today? Me? Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant the people watching. <clears throat> I am from Dallas, Texas right now. Oh, wow. Cool. That's beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. I was kind of close until two weeks ago because I was in Monterey, Mexico. So that's already close to the border, I believe. <laughs> yeah, you're right over there. So just a little hop and a skip, you know. <laughs> All right. So thank you so much for being here. Um, everybody who's watching, hi Ashley, happy to have you. <laughs> um, everybody's oh yeah, Austin, Texas, Ashley. Cool, that's also super close. Really? Hi, neighbor. <laughs> so lately I've I've come across so many people from Austin or from Texas in general. So maybe I should go there. Sometime. Oh yeah,
1: it's a big hub for like entrepreneurs and like spiritualness and all that stuff. Like
0: Austin is blowing up right now. So <laughs> Yeah, maybe I should put it on my list for the beautiful voices. (laughs) All right. So for everybody who's watching, if you have any questions in between, put them in the comments so we can answer them um, after after Lauren is done with her conversation. So put up all your your questions. And the topic Lauren's going to talk about is going to be effortlessly balanced regulating our nervous system as visionary women. So we can naturally ditch that anxiety and balance on the way to achieving those big dreams. And I feel this is so important and it perfectly fits to the topic that Monique just shared with us. So thank you so much, Laura. And the stage is all yours. Thank you so
1: much. I'm excited here. Okay. So um, let me know how you guys are doing today. I know I can't really read the comments, but I'll read them after and I'll come in and start a conversation with you. Um, I'm so excited to be here. We already talked about you know, divinity. We talked about joy. We talked about overcoming fear. We talked about all this kind of stuff on the energetic side of things, right? Where today I want to talk about, so my name is Laura Patricia Martin. I am an IBS anxiety and trauma specialist. Um, So I do the whole body side of things where how this all works. I talk about nutrition. I help women that, you know, we've tried the energetic approach. We've done the yoga, the meditation, the breath work, and still we're struggling with health issues, skin issues, hormonal issues, um, gut issues, all that kind of stuff. That's where I come in. And so I just want everyone to take a breath before we get started feeling that kind of You know, excitement. There's a lot going on. I know I feel a little bit, my sympathetic nervous system is like bing right now. So um, just kind of dropping in because something I want when we're going into this work, I know I feel it when I'm watching people on lives or summits or things like that is we put them, oh, like this is their zone of genius. So it's always perfect. And we put them on a pedestal. And I want to just like, knock that off. Like I am just like you. I, although I specialize in these fields, I've been through big trauma and I still have PTSD. I still go to therapy. I have a rockin' relationship. We're in therapy to make it rockin'. Um I still like love my body and there's days when I poke and I prod it and you know get bloated because I had one too many bursacos. Like it freaking happens. It's human. It's not that we get into this space of healing the physical body and it never happens again it's so that we build up this resiliency so that we can handle running businesses so that we can handle you know processing trauma that's a lot on the body it's re-traumatizing the body which is why a lot of people when they're going through these things of doing the shadow work and going through the trauma therapy and doing all this body work it can start up these um, flare-ups Right. And so today I really want to dive into that. I want to break it down. I want to explain it to us in not the masculine, like sciencey way, but like this feminine touch that makes it digestible, pun totally intended, easy to apply to our lives because I know when we're dealing doing the spiritual work, we don't we don't always pay attention to um, the physical body, right? When to eat. You know, sometimes we're working so hard we forget to eat sometimes we're so in the hustle that we don't even realize it's a trauma response and kind of breaking that down from a nervous system approach from a gut brain connection approach from all that kind of stuff. Um, so like she said, um, Patricia said in the beginning. Uh, share your- questions in the chat box. We'll answer them after this. Um, If you feel called to it, I love to connect with you guys on Instagram, which is at it's Laura Patricia Martin. Um, I always love seeing people there and you'll probably get a fun little voice note from me being like, hi, Um, to connect there and just kind of chatting through. Um, If you see me looking down, I am just looking through my notes because I know I want to cover everything with you guys and making sure we're covering everything. So I know this isn't your first summit. I know a lot of us are connected in the Alpha of world. We have done things, we've applied things. And so if you're feeling like, oh, I've, this is a lot, or you're setting off, we talk about things. I'm gonna talk about trauma. I'm gonna talk about eating disorders. I'm gonna talk about domestic violence. I'm gonna tell you my story. And so those things trigger you, I do want to invite you to lock ground yourself in this moment. Know that you're safe, know that you're in the present moment, but if that still feels crunchy to you right now, it's okay. It's okay. You can exit it. You can come in for the ones tomorrow. I know I'm the last one for today and you can feel safe in that. But I did want to emphasize that because that is something we are going to talk about. Okay. So it's always weird because I can't see the comments. I'm like, okay, okay. Don't really know. Um, and so what I want to start with talking about today is really busting through the phrases like, I'm so frustrated um, of not having control over my body in my mind, or I'm doing everything and it doesn't seem to be doing what I want it to do. You know, like I'm doing the yoga, I'm doing the breath work, I'm doing, you know, the trauma work, I'm moving my body, I'm doing these things like, and yet I'm still not feeling quote unquote complete, I guess is the word I want to use today or full or peaceful or what have you. Or I've talked to so many doctors and, you know, I've had coaches and I've had these things and, you know, it just doesn't quite feel like I'm there yet. Like there's this piece that's missing. And we're going to through that today because that was my story for years. And so I'm going to talk about my story. So the goal for today is for you to walk away understanding your body a little bit more from the science realm. I'm going to give you, let's see how many pillars I got. I got three pillars that we're going to walk through and I'm going to give you some actual steps of what you can use today. Um, And you can come back, watch the replays, access this. I did give you guys a, um, Gut brain connection masterclass that you guys can enroll in um, and kind of tap into that realm. And so, why this work? Introducing you guys to me because it's probably new, <laughs> new to me. Um, why this work is so important to me and how I got involved in it is at 24 years old. I was about to take my own life, and I was in a domestically violent relationship. I didn't see a way out of things. At 22, I had unexpectedly lost my mom to addiction and i ended up moving to asia and the thing about nervous systems and the thing about calibrating and the thing about wanting to do better but not actually checking in with how your body is feeling and understanding how this all is trapped in is i moved to asia to find myself and i ultimately did 6 years later created my career you know expanded that had multiple offices very successful um but still at 24 I found myself at my rock bottom moment because when we don't actually deal with our trauma, we don't actually deal with what happened to us. You know, Oprah has a beautiful book all around the psychology of this. What happened to us? We put ourselves in a lot in self-protection mode, right? So a lot of people will call it self-sabotage. Really, scientifically, that's just self-protection. So I put myself into these positions, right? I was heavily using drugs, selling drugs in this whole hot mess of a thing, Um, domestic violence. Um, He almost took my life a few times. I had an eating disorder. I had um, drug and alcohol abuse. I had addictions to So um, like exercise and things like that, escaping my body. I didn't know, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know how, how to really get through things like that. I was living in calibration to what I thought I was worth. Right. And then that moment when I was 24, I could feel the cold on my bum. I could remember hearing the, the motorbikes pass through the little soys. I could, I could like smell the stink that was Bangkok. And it's just one of those moments that I was like, yeah, I don't, it's not that I want to die. I just can't live this life anymore can't do it and for me the force of that was like I can't tell my brother like I don't want my brother to get that phone call like my brother is like my favorite person these kind of things he is living in Japan I was like how how after what we've been through like I can't do that and so I got my bum off that floor called my friend which is hard. And so I get you, if you're in those moments, you're having like the suicidal ideation, you have, you know, the thoughts, the acts, all the things like we take it out and our brain does these compounding things because if our body doesn't feel safe, the story that our emotions start to tell ourselves go, goes on its neuroception, right? So our body's always scanning for safety. We feel an emotion. Our brain instantly sets a story in place. Mine was used to this victim trauma narrative. Right, So I went on to then study nutrition because I sat down with my friend. I was like, what am I doing? Like I'm teaching English in Thailand. Like I'm a hot friggin' mess. I can happily admit that step one. Um, and I, she led me to nutrition. She's like, why don't you go study nutrition? You have a really messed up relationship with it. Just being honest. God bless her. Her name's Emma. She's amazing. Breathwork facilitator. Um, And she guides me to nutrition, which is a moment that I still remember the cafe on the corner of Sway 36. It was a yellow cafe. Like I remember it because it was one of those to her nothing moments to me, life-changing. I found my way into nutrition, which ultimately started to give me this sense of awareness of my body. Right. Um, and it got me off that, like it got me into the 12 steps. It got me into healing. It got me to take radical responsibility of my life. It got me off that really out of that relationship, all the things. But my health was still a hot mess because I hadn't yet learned how to be in my body. I just became obsessed with something else, right? Instead of the codependency and the drugs and the alcohol and the escapism, I then was still afraid to face my problems. Maybe you've been through something similar, maybe not extreme. We all have addictions of various degrees, right? So we escape with them, especially in our younger years before we have this conscious awareness. We've been through things. And so I'm latching on to this whole nutrition thing, right? Like I'm going to fucking get it perfect. I'm going to nail it on its head. I'm doing all the things. I'm testing all the theories. I'm a perfect student. But I become obsessed. I become orthorexic. I had an eating disorder for 15 years. It was my like, I was a queen at it because it was another excuse, you know, the fasting, all the kind of things. Um, so I got specialized in gut health because still my health was not okay. I had... IBSC, so I was maybe going to the bathroom once a week. Um, I had, my hair was falling out in chunks so much my landlord thought I was sneaking the dog around in my apartment. Um, I had panic attacks all the time. I still had suicidal ideation. I had, um, I hadn't had a cycle. It took me six and a half years to finally get my period back. Um, and then finally this skin rash took over my entire face and i remember the moment when my, i sat down with my naturopath and i was like what the heck is going on with my body because at this point the rash was only on my backside, right it was only on the back side of my body i was like what the heck is going on with my body um i've done all the diets i'm perfect at this i don't eat any of my quote-unquote red foods i eat like basically smoothies and soups at this time i'm smashing my career all this kind of stuff She's like, do you want to talk about how your depression and anxiety are linked to all your health issues? I was like, no, ma'am, no, Miss Penny, ma'am, do I want to do that? And so I went on a whole other year of uh, building my career, smashing it out of the freaking park, and also going heavily on diets until that rash went entire across my face and vanity one. And I was like, I remember standing in front of a room, if it was about 60 people, delivering a speech on the gut brain connection. <laughs> It was on my birthday too. It was on my 26th birthday or 27th, 27th birthday and 26. And it was all over my face. Like I couldn't smile when they were singing happy birthday to me because it took over. And I was like, holy pickles, I'm my worst client. I am my worst client because I thought because I was doing these things of following this perfect diet. I thought because I was meditating and journaling and you know I got my steps in and I was moving my body and I had a good community and I had all these things I'd be okay not realizing my nervous system was never okay Was never okay in any of these things and although I'm doing all this stuff the reason I anytime I was alone at night and I had these thoughts and these quarreling thoughts and this anxiety and this these things that I then had to mask with work, which is unfortunately how my business got successful. I became obsessed with it. Um, not unfortunately, you know, it, it happens. Um, I realized it was just this trauma response, right? So I want to, if that lands for you, if that is something that you've been through or you feel like you're inside of it, I want you to know that it's okay. Like it, it happens. We do this thing where we start to, you know, we're sold this business. We're sold this belief system that you know it has to be hard it has to be elimination diets it has to be medications first it has to be you know just this one way and that's it but so my mission is to blend the two i feel like especially in the communities we're in we're, we're very much in that energetic side we take care of ourselves we can feel into our body we can do the yoga we can do the journaling we can do the meditation we can do all these kind of things and yet on the back end we're still stuck in this ego-worthiness thing. And it's not that ego's bad. I was actually just talking in my mastermind this morning about this of the construct of a healthy ego and how it actually uses this to motivate us and all this kind of stuff. But what comes down to it is what our body is trying to tell us. Right. So the first thing that I want to jump into, the first pillar, right, is, and if you're looking down that's my sticky note. Um, pillar one, anxiety, depression, hormonal imbalances, IBS, skin flare-ups, all that kind of stuff, They're symptoms, They're symptoms, and we treat them like they are the problem, the only problem, right, so I do yoga to heal my anxiety, I um, cut out gluten and dairy because of my bloating, um, I cut out sugar because of my skin I cut out parts of myself to do these things but we're not asking the bigger question as to why why do you have these things what is going on? and I did that too right so I was diagnosed with depression which I now know is anxiety induced depression at 13 years old. I was on the elimination diets after that because I then was diagnosed with um, IBS and I didn't take control of it until I was 24 again just to explain that to you. Again hyper obsessed. And I see this with my clients too. And so it then led to this whole quote unquote spiritual bypassing thing where I was like, let me go spend a month in Bali and let me go do yoga and let me go meditate. Let me go journal and like, let all this shadow work come through. And I still didn't feel okay because there's a biology behind it. There's a phys- physical response that's happening in your body. It is amazing that doing the shadow work and doing the yoga and doing the systems, right? The tools that matters, but your body doesn't just need removal of danger; it needs cues of safety. And your body can't do that if we have adrenaline and cortisol and things pumping through our veins. If we have one light switch on, of adrenaline, cortisol, noradrenaline, all this kind of stuff, the other one is turned off. Of oxytocin, dopamine, serotonin, the things that make us happy, healthy, horny, the things that, you know, we all want. Um, And so what we need isn't just to go on these protocols, right? It's looking at, okay, what is my body trying to show me? What is anxiety, right? So anxiety, depression, OCD, ADD, mood swings, all this kind of stuff. Sure, it can be something happened to you, it's an avoidance thing, this is why I also have the trauma work inside of my practice, but also it's neuroinflammation, right? So when your joints are inflamed, like right now, my wrist is banging because of Pilates, Um, that's inflammation in my joints, right? When I have a sore throat, that is is inflammation in my throat. When we have neuroinflammation, it doesn't show up as much like it does when we have... um, Sometimes like migraines and headaches, it shows up that way, but it also shows up in these symptoms of anxiety and depression and things we're treating, right? Really, we have to understand the body being like, why? Why is your brain inflamed? Like what's going, what's the deeper rooted issue here, right? And so when we're looking at this, our gut and our brain are in constant communication with each other through this thing called the gut-brain connection connected to this thing called the vagus nerve it's our largest cranial nerve and it gives off these things for uh, called action potentials right so it tells all of your survival organs how to function how to breathe how to do the job at the end of the day and it also gives off these um, anti-inflammatory compounds right when we go through trauma right when we go through even if it's So there's that whole spectrum of like, what is trauma and the misconception? And I feel like you guys kind of understand that, but for people that don't, it's trauma is an event that happened. So the things I went through, big T trauma, right? But it's not that event. It's what was stored in my body, right? So trauma is what your reaction to the event, okay? And so it doesn't have to be big things. It could have been you got food poisoning. Could have been you went through a breakup. It could have been something that happened in your subconscious before the age of six years old. And you just kept that belief with you, which kept your body kind of in this type A personality kind of ways. That was me, um, especially with athletes or like people that come from like different types of homes and divorce and things. like we have these belief systems, right? And so this thing gets overstimulated to the point that the vagus nerve just goes, I'm done. I'm freaking tired. So the communication stops going to where it needs to go and your body goes into overdrive. And so the brain will get inflamed, the gut isn't getting the right communication, it's this whole mess of what, what's happening, right? And so a lot of times in my practice, right, it can be overstimulation, low stimulation, things like that. So the brain will get anxiety, right? So that's racing thoughts, all this kind of stuff, lack of sleep. We mostly see that shown up in cramping and diarrhea. And then alternatively, when we have depression, it's usually slow moons, a little lethargic, just dark stormy kind of vibes. Um, one of my clients calls it swimming through her swamps of sadness. And I thought that was cute. Um, but then that's correlated in low neurotransmitters in our gut. And so that's slow, slow movement. So we hold on to things we can serve. because back in the day when we were cave women, we were rocking it, we were rolling it. We didn't have this, you know, the, the, the lights and the, the cameras and the, all the things we were outside we were moving and you know if something came into our system the alarm bells went off and it meant there was danger so either it was like we had to be quiet we had to hold our food there's famine we gotta hold it conserve it or there's a friggin' saber tooth tiger that's coming after your ass right now and you have to eliminate and you have to not make babies because we don't need that shit. we need your energy going to your muscles we don't need that stuff so it eliminates it and so we're going through the cycle of people being scared of our bodies. We live in a modern world. So anyone that says, oh, like I don't struggle with anxiety, I'm, that's BS, like we all do. It's just some of us have regulatory practices, but we don't live, like our vagal tone, right? It has three um, chapters. Our ventral, which is our safe zone. Sympathetic is when you are hot and spicy, like that's how I like to think of it, and our dorsal. So that's when we're like deep, dark, and moody and we have no hope. Um, so you can feel those, right? You can feel that when you're, if you're really in your body, and I I feel like you guys are, you can feel those different tones, but our vagus nerve was created over several hundred million years ago, right, so it hasn't evolved yet to our modern day, which is why we have these symptoms, which is why we see the rise in neuroinflammation, why we see the symptoms being exasperated, especially in, um, I don't know, exasperated the right word, whatever, accelerated in this modern day. Um, especially with what's happened over the last two years, right? Like this is not human form where this is how we connect. Like we're seeing spikes in loneliness and all this kind of stuff because our bodies are like, ma'am, what the heck is going on? You know? And so ways of just really kind of bringing it into the body is focusing, Intentionally, how to bring ourselves down? Noticing, okay, so here's when I'm in my ventral safety space. When I'm, for me, right, this is when I'm sitting on my couch. My honey makes me my coffee. I'm journaling. I feel safe. That's where my flag is. And it's not that we stay in ventral all the time, right? Like I just told you before we started, I still get stressed. I still have some PTSD. I still, you know, sometimes get bloated. I, all the things. It's that we get back there quicker, right? So ventral is safe. And then we get to sympathetic. And this is when we're like, go, 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 like, let's do things. And then we go to dorsal and we have to work our way up from there. Sometimes we need activation from dorsal to get into sympathetic, to get into ventral, but it's like a ladder that we have to climb. And so really kind of identifying those parts in your body, catching them before they happen. Right. And then when they happen, how can you feel it? Like for me, where is it in your body that you're feeling it? So for me, when I'm in my ventral, it is a loose space up here. It feels light, it feels expansive, it feels like my heart's open, right? You can think of a time when you felt grounded, when you felt connected, when you felt your body just landing where it was meant to be, right? I also feel my sympathetic, like I feel the tight inside when I'm in my sympathetic. And then my dorsal is down really in my gut feeling when, and that's where it's usually connected, it's our lowest ventral. Control whatever, lowest part of our vagus nerve. Um, and it's usually in the gut arena, and that's where it's affected, right? So what is it for you? And can you practice playing with those? Like laying in bed, can you practice like thinking of a time when you were in your ventral system, thinking of time and sympathetic in your time when you're in your dorsal, and understanding when your body gets into those things, we can then bring it back, right? And then when it comes to um, this whole gut brain connection, once we get to that, the tools that we use with the energetic stuff, we can actually start to bring in, and this brings me to pillar two, which is your physical body is needed to support the energetic body, you know? And so there's a lot of pushback, and I know I had it too. When I first wanted to heal my body, Of I knew I had an eating disorder still, um, and I knew I was just in the healthy tones of things. And I knew I also wanted this feminine flow. I wanted intuitive eating. I wanted this space. I wanted to trust my body. Um, and so this whole thing, when I went and I looked at, okay, so any healing protocols, whether it was for my autoimmune, for my thyroid, whether it was for, you know, my hormones, because of the lack thereof, whether it was for IBS, it was all very strict, very strict. And so my like brain was having a goddamn party because it just sent my addictions over the edge. I was like, I'm gonna fucking smash this shit out of the park. Like, I'm so excited. No, like, and then I started to get into the energetics and the femininity and I was like, oh wait, like I want this freedom and this flow, but like I had yet to learn how to connect with my body. I had yet to learn what it needed, how she wanted it, what needed to be happened, what my hunger cues are, what my fullness cues are. And so I was running in and out of like, well, I'm never hungry. And at the time, like running my business, right? So I am in a trauma response. I built my business in a trauma response. Tell me you can't relate. And so um, I am so stressed out, so focused that I wouldn't be hungry. And so when I often say what I'm going to, the tools I'm going to give you guys, ladies, um, and I get the pushback of, well, I'm not hungry in the morning. Or, you know, I just, I'm just not a hungry person. Like I just don't do these things. Not true. Okay. Our bodies are meant to be healthy, happy, and are hungry, happy, and horny. They're meant to be that way. We have lived in a society for so long that demonizes hunger. And we get into this intuitive flow and I'm in this kind of thing. And it's like, have you ever really under, like, we usually get to the point of like, oh, I'm not hungry. Oh, I have to remind myself to eat, like this whole thing. It's like, then we're too far off in the energetics because our body gives us cues, right? If we can identify, I was reading a book one time and she was talking about like, how would you describe hunger to an alien? And she gave this example that I loved where it was like, well, I, um, I don't really know. It's when I, um, I get so my head I start to get tired and brain foggy and like you know my blood like i start to get crabby to my partner or um i get tired and like achy a little bit um and then i know i'm hungry and the alien's like what the fuck? that sucks what do you mean and he was like so when do you when do you know you're full he's like well um you know when you eat when you eat so much and you're just like kind of a little like breathing a little shallow and you're like yeah, like move your pants a little bit. And like, you lean back and maybe you need a nap after. And he's like, this human thing sounds like it sucks. And so there's that spectrum. And I talk to a lot of women that do, their visionary leaders, right? They do, it's either, I don't, I don't, I'm not hungry in the morning. Or like, I just, I don't really feel it. It's not to these extremes, like how I just described, because that's how it was for me. But it's like this, I don't really feel it kind of a, And it's like, that's not connection to your body then. Because generally, your body should be hungry every three to four hours. It's a healing body that's, especially women of reproductive age, your body needs more glucose and regulation and all this kind of stuff to keep it in balance. When our body, especially if we're doing a lot of shadow work, if we're doing a lot of energy work, our bodies take that on, right? Our bodies... through these things and this is why we have those modalities of energetic cleaning and all that clearing and all that kind of stuff so that we can not take that on but it still is in our body so our body is running on adrenaline and cortisol at certain periods of our day and if we're not hungry within an hour of waking after sleeping and not eating for eight hours that tells us something you should be hungry right and then when you're you know cruising around whatever four hours later For lunch, like you should be hungry. It shouldn't take you 16 hours for your hormones and everything to catch up to itself. No matter what the fasting world says, all of that stuff is done on postmenopausal women, rats, and men, and all of these people were healthy. So if you're someone that is struggling with health issues and all this kind of stuff, just it's not, you know, autophagy and all the kind of things we try and challenge and stuff. It's it's a heated moment. That's why I'm getting tongue tied because it's a lot of pushback. I get often. Um, it's not, you get autophagy when you're sleeping, right? This is why, like, I, ideally what we want is we want to understand our hunger cues. And if we're doing trauma work and we're doing the shadow work and we're releasing trauma, meaning we've been through trauma, we need to also understand our body needs cues of safety. Okay. So if you're eating sporadically all the time, body doesn't know what's up. Like I said, there's so many stressors. In this world with the lights and the camera and the action and the business running and all the kind of things and it's not to say like it's bad we have to eliminate all cortisol like i run my business Like <laughs> a little bit of anxiety it's good for me that's why i drink coffee um <laughs> but when our body is trying to keep us alive and survive in this modern day when it was created 100 million years ago um not our body it started with fishes fish fishes, fish multiple fish. Um, We (laughs) haven't caught up yet. And so taking one of the stresses off by getting into a routine sets your body into play where she's like, okay, I know I'm hungry. I know this is when I'm eating, so I'm going to get hungry then. Our body runs on a circadian rhythm just as our microbiome does, and this is how we get it back into balance, especially when we're trying to do the nervous system work. Our physical body needs cues of safety. And so getting into this, this is why when I'm working with clients that have been through big T trauma, little T trauma, and they're trying to face it, we start with nutrition. We start with, can I regulate your metabolism? Because when we get our metabolism in place, we can actually metabolize the trauma faster. So on a spectrum of like emotional and the hormones that go through things, when we get triggered by something, right? So like I said, PTSD on my end, um certain things just being in relationships and stuff like it comes back to stuff it's a lot better now yay but um still something our hormones in our body take uh, six to 30 hours to metabolize hormones that are released from an aroused state so if we also have a messed up metabolism and metabolism does not mean skinny people we get this confused right? That person has a fast metabolism. They can eat whatever they want. It's not how it works. It's how your body metabolizes food and uses it. We actually want the temperature of our body going on. So if you're someone that gets hangry or you're someone that has cold feet and cold hands, um, you know, hormonal issues, PCOS, um, PNB, things like that, like that's more so, or IBS or what have you, like this is showing your body is not taking in its food. And so when we can actually get the body and regulate its metabolism, we can also handle the states of arousal very well. Because remember at the beginning, I told you it's not about that we don't get triggered or in states of arousal. Like, yes, they go down, but live in a world where, like, silly things will set us off um, and challenge our worthiness and bring us back to old patternings and things like that and self-protection. It's not about that never happening, It's about building resilience in the present so we can handle it and get back into alignment so we can cut that 30 hours down to six, right? You get regulated within 30 minutes. If someone's not, doesn't have a healthy regulation system yet, it'll take around up to hour, hour and a half, but generally around 15 to 30 minutes, you'll start to feel like yourself. But those hormones, this is why we get in those, you're going to fight with your partner and you guys just keep fighting for like days and you go to your friends and you're like, what the heck is going on? We still have those hormones where you're like, you get in a fight and then, you know, someone cuts you off and then this whole thing starts to wind itself up. And then all of a sudden you have a a flare up and you can't poop and you get a pimple. It's like your body can't metabolize those hormones. So a way to bring this down is getting into, into this masculine structure, right? So waking and eating within an hour of waking, it's going to feel crunchy at first. That's okay. Eat some fruit do something there, but you want to eat within an hour of waking because you just fasted for eight hours, nine hours, 10 hours, however long you slept, eating within an hour of waking, and then eating every three to four hours from there. So for me, what does that look like? I eat breakfast around seven. I eat lunch, 12. I eat, so I had a snack before jumping on here because I was like, ah, didn't schedule this appropriately. Um, and then three o'clock, I have my snack. And then six, 6.30, we'll have dinner. Nine, 8.30, oh. I love me some dessert. So I usually have some type of a dessert and I go to bed, rinse, repeat the whole thing. When I was in fight or flight with my body, I had to set a alarm. And this is um, the next thing I wanted to talk on. um, But I had to set an alarm to remind myself because it wasn't in my body yet because I was, you know, either doing spiritual bypassing or trying to build an empire. And so I wasn't connected to my body. And so I set it in stone. And now, like my body, my body knows, I know I can feel it in my blood sugar levels. And now it's like, instead of, I know there's also this belief, well, I run on rocket fuel in the morning. It's like, that's adrenaline. You can actually get your body to metabolize food more quickly and better that you actually have rocket fuel for your brain so that we can actually help with the neural inflammation, help with nervous system regulation, help to do the shadow work, get the body into safety and make life delicious. And so that we can actually feel like our body is healing as well as our mind. It's fucking amazing. Let me do it. the third one was building a business from expansion, not addiction. When it comes to our body and our nervous system, it is common that we build businesses on dysregulated nervous systems. And like I said, I was talking about this before in my mastermind. Cause so I was like, yo, like all the highly successful people are they make multi-million dollar months you know all this kind of stuff they talk about this lean back energy they talk about this like being cool calm and collected and all this stuff but then they talk about how they missed Christmas they talk about how they had no sleep there was all this kind of stuff I'm like so you did do this you did do the thing where you hustled your ass off and you did the whole masculine no tea, no sleep sleep was for the week like you did that whole thing and now you get to lean back cause you're in success. And so I have this conflict cause now we're living in this paradigm of feminine energetics and you guys are in the same world I am. So it's the understanding of like, we want this, we want the success, we want this whole thing. And then also I'm a little bit afraid cause I don't want to shock my nervous system too much. So what do I do? Because it's this whole lean back misconception thing. So it's really what comes afresh for me when I think about this is like, stop making our trauma, our truth. And really sitting with the fact of how are we building our businesses? Are they in alignment to our nervous system? Because especially if you're in the beginning stages, you do have to push. You do have to put yourself in the arena, right? And we get stuck with these edges often. And so majority of the women that I work with, it's go, 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 go. How do I actually get comfortable with slowing down? Um, But there's also the arena of I'm scared to push myself. I'm scared to go that realm because I'm going to push myself so masculine. That feels crunchy. That doesn't feel good to my soul. All these kind of things. And so what is this blend, right? So when looking at our nervous system, it's it's not so much about not pushing. You're going to have to do things you don't want to do. You treat this like you're an athlete. At the end of the day, I saw that on um, Stephanie Ann Hudgens the other day. She posted something about like treating your company as... Um, an athlete as you're growing, as you're doing the things and I was like fuck yes like that's how it is and also making sure you're regulated making sure that you're identifying that this is for me and this feels good and this feels like I can um sorry I'm pulling up here handle it at the end of the day is if it's impacting our health and it's impacting our relationship and it's impacting these kind of things are we really doing the best job that we could be doing who's benefiting from this because trust me It took my entire body wiping itself out to actually understand there are two ways of doing this. There's three, because I also then got so freaking scared of running a company because of my health that I was like, I'm just going to lean back and energetics and chill the fuck out and all this kind of stuff. And business went like this, because it was like, "Hmm, you're not there yet, kid. Like you do have to push forward a little bit. Um, And so just understanding that, The problem isn't hustling. It's what's the message we're telling our nervous system about that. Like for me, I'm an athlete, I'm a type A, I have a lot of family issues. So it's who am I proving right? Who am I proving wrong? Is this my ego? Is this positive? Is this negative? What's happening? Is there a positive ego thing from here and understanding my nervous system? So going back to the pillars that I told you before is really walking through the um, state of awareness, right? So understanding how our bodies work Right? So I walked through this acronym, she, S-E-H-E. So self-knowledge, healing, embodiment. So do we understand how our bodies work at the end of the day? Is there things going on to help us function, to eat properly, to regulate our metabolism, to really support ourselves hormonally, energetically, gut health-wise, mental health-wise? Are we doing things beyond just the energy field, but actually on our plates and in our households and the way we move our body and our environments? Like, are we doing this? And then there's the, the whole healing. Like, how do I start to play around with the nutrition routines or functional foods or really starting to eat in the metabolic, pro-metabolic way, um, which is always crunchy to people. Because they're like, I don't want to eat liver. And I'm like, well, take a supplement. Uh, I walk you through that inside of liver. And like, that is one of my cups of tea is making peace with our food and really understanding it. And then it's the embodiment. How do I use this in my everyday life? I see that we're coming up on three minutes so i'm gonna speak calmly um so it's understanding how our bodies work right identifying the states of arousal at lower thresholds this is just trauma work right so this is takes practice and you can start it at different thresholds because often you can't tell when you're in a trauma state you know in all critical thinking goes out the brain especially if you're running a business like that seems like you're normal you know this seems like it's something you're like oh like yeah, like this, this energy, this, this hype, like I'm an athlete. I had this, I ran a company, like it's these kind of things. And you're like, wait a little chicken nugget second, like this doesn't feel right. So not right away. Do I start my clients on expanding into that arena? It's on lower thresholds. So like I said earlier, go in your bed play around when you're at your ventral what does that look like what does that feel like what what texture would you give it what where are you at like for me I'm in the mountains or I'm like on my couch like there's different places I'm in that and like if I close my eyes I'm in the mountains like vibing out and then in my sympathetic like what does that feel like to you what color would you give it for me that's red what kind of feeling is it I'm like this is like Latin culture (laughs) to me it's like spicy there's like I don't know dancing going on like it's this like height state and then my dorsal is when I'm just like sad and kind of like your So I give it like a deep blue, gray kind of tone. Play with it at lower thresholds. And then you can start to see, like, remember a time when you were last triggered or when you were in an event or, you know, when before you jumped on a live or you jumped into something, you felt these different states that you went through in your business. You can play around with that. What did that feel like? What was the behavior that you're trying to change after that? Right. And so we start to really understand our body in this way and looking at back at it, we can build up tools for these one singular events. You only want one because, like I said, your critical thinking brain goes out the freaking window when you um, are triggered and in the state of arousal. So say when you're jumping in alive and you feel you're sympathetic, what is the one tool that you can use in your brain, in your body? Like for me, I have. Um, all my salt lamps, I have all my plants, I have my candles, I have my sage, I have my incense, like that brings me in my ventral state, right, so that then I can come here, like that is my tool to use for this, in my relationship, it's a body scan, like when I go out to eat, I can feel it in my heart, and like this is how I check in, and coming up with a plan, of, okay, this is how I'm going to feel comfortable around food, and so when we're trying to really change the way we do business it's really looking at how these states come into play for us does that make sense and how we can start to rewire it reframe the way we do business because we're in that arena we're in that weird in between right now of okay i can't totally lean back but how do i do this safely in my body how do i do this so i still have my health so i can you know focus on my metabolism focus on my gut brain connection focus on my relationships focus on my community like how do i do this in a healthy way and still push forward you know still not demonizing the hustle, but really making it so it's not an addiction. So we feel safe in it. Um a amount of time. So that was a lot of jam packs. So the first one was um, that anxiety, depression, IBS, hormonal imbalances, skin flare-ups, all that kind of stuff, they're symptoms. We just have to stop chasing the symptoms and actually get to the root causes to why are these things occurring. Second one was your physical body is what supports your energetic ones. So we really gotta tune it in, like pay attention to what we eat beyond just, you know, smoothies and salads, but like the way we eat, how we eat, what are our feelings around we eat, all this kind of stuff. Like we need our body. We need to be pooping every single day. We need to be sleeping. We need to be having orgasms. Like it's this whole thing that we gotta have. And then the next one is building a business that is based on expansion instead of addiction. So I hope you loved that. Like I said, come connect with me over on Instagram. Uh, My personal one is at it's Laura Patricia Martin. And our business one is Healing to Happy. I forgot to even intro that at the beginning. I'm like, hi,
0: I'm the owner of Healing to Happy. My (laughs) bad. So, so much, Lauren. That was truly incredible. And it's such a, I feel it's such an important topic. I have to really say, like, I'm not so much into that myself yet, I want to add. Um, Because I feel like this mindset work and like, I feel in the world, first, it was mindset work that become pop, that became popular. And we're kind of shifting into energy work, I feel now. And now the next step is to like, integrate this holistic view on that on our human beings I would say so thank you so much for sharing all of that with us and also sharing your vulnerability and sharing your story I feel like putting yourself out there and sharing that very honestly is just something that empowers a lot of other people too and especially when you were saying we all have anxiety we all have trauma for, for some people, it looks that way and for others, it looks a different way. But I feel a lot of times we just don't want to identify with that and we don't have to like make it our identity, but very often we kind of shy away. So we're not wanting to touch these areas of our lives. But as you were saying, when we start to deal with it and start to see our whole body as as this holistic being and learn to deal better with our nervous systems, then a whole different world becomes possible for us.
1: Oh, 100%. And same with my partner. Like, if I say the word triggered to him, he's like, I'm not triggered. I'm like, okay, you're in a state of arousal. He's like, yes, yes, I am. He's like, I just can't do the word like trauma and trigger. Like, that doesn't work for me. So it's always like, which one fits you? Like, we all have something that gets our heart rate up that doesn't feel good in our body, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah that's so true I feel a lot of people just associate something very negative to that and so yeah um super interesting I took many 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 notes and I think I'm gonna to have to watch the whole thing again because there was so such good input in there um I have a couple of things I wanted to ask let me check the comments first but I think um there were just people like saying hi Yeah. so one thing I wanted to dive into is you were saying like in terms of nutrition, it is so important like to to nourish your body with the right things. And like when we don't eat, it's just like asking like getting to the core root, why are we not feeling hunger? So what would be like the opposite thing? Like for people who rather tend to like snack the whole time or like emotional eating, you know because I think I would probably fit better in that category, I have to admit here. <laughs>
1: I mean, on average, people eat 16 times a day, like one, six, 16 times a day, because especially when we're working from home, it's like, I'll just have this chocolate covered almond. I'll just have this. And you're just like popping in and out, which does rev up your nervous system, which is why I'm like, just stick to three to four hours. Get yourself into that routine. When it comes to emotional eating, what are you trying to escape with? And it's often that's found at nighttime, at least with my clients. That's what I see. It's usually at nighttime people are emotionally eating. So that's loneliness that's worthiness that's what are you what are you trying to avoid really tapping into that um to pay attention a little bit and that way like I was a binge eater for most of my life um binging purging all that kind of stuff and it was really just I didn't feel like I belonged in my family so I was just eating and coping and things like that there's a beautiful book um if you struggle with disordered eating or anything like that called eating do I have it up here I don't. It's called eating under the moonlight. It is folk tales to help restore your relationship with food and they tell it through folk tales. and she brings it back to the human body and just kind of connecting it. instead of going like the whole sciency realm like I like, there's that whole spiritual energy kind of thing and why we do it and really what's the root of it to get us back to our body intuition, that body trust, that understanding, the cravings. like cravings necessarily are not bad. like there's that whole. <laughs> things that piss me off. There's that whole thing that's like, oh, like if you're craving chocolate, you need all these, go eat broccoli. And I'm like, yo, have you ever had broccoli when you wanted chocolate and you just eat so much broccoli and now you're like, now I'm just farting. Like, what is this? It's like, no, eat the square of chocolate. But like, and I was talking to this in a client the other day, like eating it and just being like, because I love myself, like I'm having this because I love myself. Not because I hate myself or I think it's gonna go away from my, take my problems away but like we do emotionally eat and it's not just the sad stuff. We eat cake on birthday parties. You know, we do this whole celebration thing and it's like, can you make it from a space of, Oh, like, I love my, I eat dessert after lunch and dinner because I love myself. Like, and once you give yourself that permission, you have no need to overdo
0: it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel it's so much about the intention, right? Like we don't have to cut out everything in our lives in terms of food, but like it makes a whole difference. If I eat the chocolate and feel guilty afterwards, or if I eat it with intention and actually enjoy eating it, then it's it's very different. Oh, 100%. We call it in
1: the labyrinth pro- program, we call it the food hangover because you just keep thinking about that food for like two hours after, and then you blame that food for making you bloated and like lethargic. And you're like, no, it's your brain that is obsessing about the food that's actually impacting you being bloated
0: right now. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes so much, so much sense. So Lily writes here, Thank you Laura, this resonates so much. Um, yeah, so there's really people. it really hits home for a lot of people, I believe. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's really like getting aware of your body. What is your body trying to tell you? That's what I what I took away from what you were saying in terms of nutrition, um, really getting to the core, like what do I want to escape from maybe? Um, so yeah, really getting into understanding your your body and creating that awareness
1: yeah exactly
0: um yeah i also really like that that you were saying like it's just the symptoms i feel very often when we deal with anxiety or even like go to therapists or something i feel very often we're just kind of or at least we feel judged for having an eating disorder or i don't know like um having anxiety, having depression or something like I truly remember when I was in a clinic with my burnout back then, like the experience was horrible. Mm -hmm. I think it was the worst thing I, I could do back then. At least that's what happened for me. But this is really like embracing that it can be there and just learning to deal with it rather than, oh no, something is wrong. I need to be fixed. And then, yeah. Exactly. And it's not even dealing with it. It's befriending
1: it. Like, it's like I said earlier, it's like, we all have anxiety, like, I don't know, maybe monks don't, but like everyone else that is like running around and running businesses and staring at lights all day and doing it, like we all have it, all have worries, it's just like sitting with it and being like, oh, like, this is just a symptom, where is this actually coming from? Because a lot of us will get trapped up in that story, right? Like, that's how our bodies work when we feel like we're under attack, which is what anxiety is, it's fear right, our brains will switch on and they start to tell us this narrative of you can't do it or like that's not for you and it starts to get in the way and it's just sitting with it and being like whose voice, so for me it's like I give it a little voice and like even when I'm saying things to my partner where like my insecurities from past relationships, I give it like this annoying voice because I'm like this is how it's coming out in my head right now, like if I give it my voice, I'm then going to identify with it and I don't need that to be my truth right now like I know this is not mine where does it come from what's the awareness how is it impacting the present and then you just reframe it right like and sometimes in our nervous system this is why like mantras and stuff like at least for my clients doesn't necessarily work right away because your subconscious has been told the truth for so long right and so when you're when you do the whole positive mantra thing my nervous system is going to be like bullshit like you have been telling us a different narrative for so long and so I have to reframe for me if I'm like I'm gonna be a millionaire my nervous system is like girl have you checked your bank account um and then I'll be like I'm gonna be a millionaire someday or like I'm on the way or like framing it in a way that my nervous system is like okay yes like that works better for me instead of going into this whole panic attack realm of like we're not there yet and freaking out
0: yeah that totally resonates that totally <laughs> we have only a couple more more minutes Um, so I really wanted to dive into again like all the tools and action steps you were mentioning because I found them very valuable so you were saying like when you're in your business or in daily life or whatever when you experience those moments of anxiety have a tool have one tool because I I truly resonate with like in those moments we don't see like all our toolbox and all the possibilities Mm -hmm. have one go-to tool kind of or exercise that you could do so I think you were saying for you in terms of business it's like crystals and having your sense there in terms of relationship it's a it's a body scan Mm -hmm. Um, is there anything else you you could recommend
1: yeah I mean so like for me right like I don't still have an eating disorder, but my brain still does that. Like it, it, you don't, you don't get rid of an addiction. It's just there and you kind of sit with it. Right. So when I go out to eat and I have a disordered thinking thought, um, I will feel it in my chest. And as soon as I start to get over vigilant or hyper attacking my food, being like, it's not gluten free, dairy, soy free. And it's like, what? And I start to get picky and things like I just drop it into like my belly. I take four deep belly breaths. And I'm like, we're safe. And if I need to, I'll ask my partner, I'll be like, can you just pick a food for me right now? Like my brain's doing that thing and he'll just go and he'll be like, okay. And he'll go pick it. So it is, it's one of those things we have to know ourselves enough to have that awareness, to be able to also tell our partner, like "Yeah, that whole thing in my brain that's happening again, can you just go pick something for me to eat? Because all of these options are freaking me out and just sitting with it. So whatever is the biggest thing for you, right? Like not even the biggest thing, cause you don't want to start with that because we want to start at lower thresholds right so for me it was my business surprisingly that was the lower threshold but I was like okay so how can I make this more I'm a projector how can I make this more pleasing to my nervous system right like how many senses can I sit in right now and so it's like okay so I have my candle I have my sage I have my okay we're safe we're good everything else is extra from Melanie like we're good here um and working with whatever your nervous system is. you know, Is it you have to go for a walk before you jump on a live to get your energy out? Is it you have to um, hug someone? Like me and my partner have this uh, 20 second hug rule in our house to regulate our nervous systems. Is no. it? <laughs> is it like all these different things and it's just like kind of figuring out like what is the one thing you wanna tackle? And then can you pick your toolbox up from there? Because we have tools, but if we're having an aroused state, it's hard to use those. (laughs) Like, our brain doesn't do that. It goes into self-protection and survival mode, which is when we get those habits of being snippy or escaping with alcohol or over-exercising or overworking, and we get into self-protection. It's like, how can we catch ourselves in that and use these tools to really ground ourselves?
0: So I guess that refers also to when you were saying before, in terms of integrating routines. So when you have specific moments where, you know, like in that situation, anxiety always comes up or something to integrate a routine to really, yeah. Pattern interrupt. So your pattern,
1: like, so for me, I I know the times when I start to get a little bit anxious. So my phone, I mean, it's over there right now and it's not that time, but my phone will go off in an alarm and it'll be like, hey, can you take four deep belly breaths right now? Or like, did you look at the sun today? Or like different kind of reminders in my phone. So it pattern interrupts me. To really break that thought and I don't really have to use them much anymore um but when I first started off that was like almost every hour was like please breathe please breathe um, and then same thing with nutrition um just getting into that nutrition routine of eating every three to four hours and setting an alarm especially if you're not connected with your body and you don't have those hunger cues yet you're gonna it seems weird I know but like it's just setting that into place so that your body can get regulated and your balance um your blood sugar levels can balance out but dealing with trauma and dealing with nervous system regulation, she thrives on routine. Like she is just like a little kid who is not regulated. So if you've ever taken your kid to, you know, they missed their nap or they missed snack time, like they are horrendous, like little creatures to be around at that time. You're like, please stop banging the floor. Like nothing's happening. Like we are the same way. We've just grown away from that. So if we look at how we treat children and we keep them regulated, we're the same way. And so
0: it's just kind of keeping that routine going wow so i really appreciate you sharing all of this this is so available content and i feel it's not a topic that is talked about very often at least that's how i experience it so thank you even more for being part of this amazing summit and i feel this is a topic that goes very deep but is so profound in terms of helping us to live our extraordinary life so thank you so much for being here lauren one last thing, I guess, like if people wanted to reach out to you, of course, you're a part of the Facebook group, um, but is there anything else you wanted to share?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, you can reach out to me over on Instagram. Like I said, it's at, it's Laura Patricia Martin. So ITS Laura Patricia Martin or Healing to Happy, which is our company page. So that one's more information and then mine is more integration. Um, and the final thing is just, you can't be at war with your body and win. It doesn't work that's my words of advice to you. So the sooner we catch up to speed and we love her, we move with her, we understand that all these symptoms are signals, we release ourselves to actually heal. But also thank you so much for putting this on. Like I'm amazed by the people that you brought into this space and all the kind of magic that you're unfolding. Like I'm so freaking thankful to be a part of it. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much. All right, Laura, have the most beautiful day. Thank you again for being here and everybody else. This was day one of the summit. I feel I actually having chills like for all the energy we got to experience together here today. I hope everybody has already gotten so much value out of that. I'm sure I did. <laughs> and um, tomorrow we're gonna start at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. So that would be 4 p.m. for all your European people. And yeah, take your time, take your time to let it sink in all the beautiful information and insights and stories and experiences we heard today. And we see each other with fresh new energy tomorrow at 9 a.m. I'm sending you all lots of love. Thank you so much for being here and see you guys tomorrow. Bye. Bye, Laura. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today’s episode of The Light and Free Podcast. If you enjoy this show, please help me out by rating and reviewing it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts so that more people can find it and benefit from it. To learn more about living your free life, head over to my Instagram or my website at Patricia Jasmine Bergman or Patricia Jasminebergman.com, where you'll find more inspiration and potential ways to work together to make your dream life happen too. Until next time, I'm sending you so much love, have an amazing day, bye!